0: And then we're gonna do Java.
1: So what in here for? Anyway. Welcome to another what
0: Oh, just talking, sorry.
2: Okay. Welcome to another episode of Sparkcast where we've got another exciting uh, depending on what we choose, choose your own adventure, Transformers from the UK. Joining us today is me, Sean, and Charlie.
1: And Thomas. And together we are... Sparkcast. So. Let's begin with a quick bio. This
2: is Peril from the Stars. Uh, it says adventure game books. But it is basically another way of wording a choose-your-own-adventure book since that actually has a trademark or copyright on that whole collection of words together. (laughs) Which is why the other one was called Choose Your Fate, and this one is called Adventure Game Books. Is Choose Your Fate also like a trademark? Oh, I don't know. Uh, It was only made for like some of those G.I. Joes, Transformers, and stuff. So the book was drawn by Bob Harvey... And he did four of the Transformers books. Uh, But he is also done some other books called Famous Five, Way of the Tiger, Fighting Fantasy, and Dragon Warriors. But I couldn't find him anywhere on... uh, He doesn't have an IMDB page, and I wasn't able to even find him on Amazon either, though. He does
3: have a Wikipedia page, though. Really? I didn't see anything
2: that said artist when I looked up his
3: name. So that's got a lot of the mention, some of the the ones you just mentioned, plus others like Blood Sword, Chronicles of the Magi, Crystal Mage. Are these
2: novels like? Are these novels, or are they children's books? Uh, like with illustrations, or does he actually have some novel, uh, children's novels too and stuff?
3: Ah, uh, yeah, it doesn't say. I don't know what they are. So wait, are
2: you like, doing? Are, wait, you mean Bob Harvey, right? No, the author of Peril from the Stars. No, I started with the the artist. Oh, Bob Harvey. Talking about the artist first, yeah, just because I didn't have much about him other than what was on the TF wiki site. I couldn't find him in other sources. Um, But the writer (laughs) is Dave Morris, and he's done uh, seven Transformers books. So this is the first one we're reviewing from him. He appears to have done a lot of these Find Your Fate, uh, not Find Your Fate, the adventure game books. And he's also done quite a lot of things.
3: Uh, Why don't you tell us what he's done, Thomas? So he has also worked on a lot of stuff with, uh, with Dave Morris. I don't know what else he's done outside of working with Dave Morris, but he's also got like... Well, yeah, he worked on Dragon Warriors with uh, Dave Moore, Starlight Adventures, Transformers, The Way of the Tiger, and Warlock Magazine. <laughs> well, it says here
2: like uh, he also did some of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Children, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, books, which I don't know if they are. Um, also. Uh, uk only ninja turtle books that are game books like this or if they're actually short story uh children's books um
3: that are just for them to read but oh my oh my goodness what's up i'm looking at one of the uh, other uh one of his other works can you brexit without breaking britain (laughs) Uh, oh he he, he's done some uh some political stuff just just a random thing right after he did a minotaur at the savoy he did Mm -hmm. Can you brexit
2: (laughs) and apparently he did a he does a series called the dragon warrior series and the fabled land series uh and and neither of those are connected to the actual dragon warrior video game they just coincidentally share the same name uh which is Dragon Quest anyway, but I remember the game was called Dragon Warrior over here for the first few games. And tons of fantasy novels, which some of them look interesting.
1: I also wonder what these virtual novel books are that he's written. Because anything with virtual reality, I'm interested
2: in. I might just, you know, leave right now to go read some. No, if the... Uh,
1: so, yep, that was it for that. Oh, God, my computer is beeping at me. One second. <laughs> I'm looking at the cover of Can You Break Brexit? <laughs> That's pretty good.
3: Is uh, there artwork
1: on it? What is it? Uh. Yeah... All right, so who wants to begin
2: this adventure and see if we can save the lives of the Transformers or if we're going to cause some of them to hideously die in ridiculous ways again?
0: Yay. I can't wait to kill someone.
1: <laughs> uh, do you want to start, Charlie?
0: Uh, what do we want or to do? actually, yeah, this
2: is the, the back prologue? of the book telling us about what the story we're about to read is.
0: Uh, Do you want to do this prologue thing? Evil robots walk among us? Yes. All right. Let's see. So, evil robots walk among us. Earth has been invaded by the powerful robots from the distant planet Cybertron, the heroic Autobots and their enemies, the evil Decepticons. They can disguise their robot shapes as earthly machines and transform for battle at lightning speed. The battle between good and evil rages on earth. You are the hero of this book. Suddenly you are thrust into the deadly struggle. You will meet the valiant Autobot jazz. (laughs) Really? That's the first Autobot we're going to mention here. (laughs) So valiant. Okay. And Help him fight against the evil star scream. But be careful. Your actions will decide whether the Decepticon is defeated or whether he gets the terrible weapons he needs to overthrow the world. Is that a typo? Osepticon.
2: Yeah, I saw one or two in there <laughs> too already. It-
0: <laughs> okay. This is an adventure story, but it's not like most other adventure stories. There's one big difference. You are the main character. What happens in the story depends on your decisions. The fate of the Transformers, whether the valiant Jazz will prevail, or whether the evil schemes of Starscream will defeat him, is in your hands. Do not read the pages of this adventure in numerical order as you would an ordinary book. You will start at page one, of course, but where you go from there will depend on what you choose to do. Be prepared. Prepare to meet the Transformers. Now it's time to begin.
1: Dun dun. One second. One second. Pre. Prepare yourself to meet the Transformers. Now it's time to begin. Alright, sorry about that. No more. Um So
2: alright, Thomas, you want me or you to uh did you was that Craig coming back or is that still the first one? Craig's still here. Nothing's changed. I'll start it might just be other stuff like the bots. Somewhere else. Um, anyway. Alright, I'll start with this. Your uncle and aunt are astronomers. But not the sort of astronomers who just sit around calculating things. They are much more adventurous than that. Oh yeah, action astronomers. We're going to go to the ancient temple of whatever who built a super telescope. And look through it. And avoiding traps just to look at the stars. Anyway. They are always traveling to exotic quarters of the globe to watch distant nebulae through some of the world's most powerful telescopes. Presently, they are staying at the secluded Los Palmos Observatory, high up in the mountains. You are lucky enough to be able to visit them there for a week, and you are looking forward to quite an unusual holiday. Uncle Jack picks you up at the airport, and you begin the long drive up into the mountains. Uncle Jack seems to be absorbed with some problem or other, but he is pupping furiously as his pipe at his pipe as he often does when he is thinking hard. After a while, you stop at a petrol station, and Uncle Jack's just gone inside to the pay the attendant when you see a brilliant flare of red light in the sky. Should we tell Uncle Jack about the light or keep quiet about what you saw? Oh my This God. is our first major decision. It will affect everything from this point forward. Do, do we want to vote on this?
0: Uncle Jack doesn't need to know about this. This is, this is this is private stuff.
2: Yeah, this is our adventure. Adults don't belong in our kids' adventure stories. So I'm gonna oh, keep
1: yeah.
2: quiet. <laughs> <laughs> let's see, um, you Thomas.
3: Well, I guess what actually should I role play or should I just say I right, let's keep quiet about it and see how quickly we can end the story. <laughs> oh my god! Fine. But I'm also That's... thinking like if we tell Too Uncle late. Jack about it, then <laughs> possibly he'll just be like. Oh, I've seen meteorites before. That's no big deal. (laughs) Like, you know, he doesn't like looking at shooting stars anymore. He's still jaded. (laughs) Yeah, they discount kids in these stories, too, right?
2: All right, so we've gone to not telling him. Thomas, you're up.
3: (laughs) Uncle Jack gets back into the car, and you drive on up towards the observatory. You watch the breathtaking mountain scenery fly by, but your uncle hardly notices it. Puffing on his pipe, he is miles away. Suddenly, the engine sputters and the car lurches to a halt. Uncle Jack tries the ignition, but it is dead. What on earth? He murmurs to himself. At just that moment, a sleek Porsche pulls up beside you. You and your uncle stand baffled, for there is no one at the wheel.
1: <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: by the way, I saw one of these
2: turtle books that uh, Dave Morris wrote, and I had one of these. I don't remember which one, but I totally recognize the art and stuff. <laughs> so I don't know which one it was. It might have been Sky High. I, that really looks sounds and looks familiar. But I don't know how I have a U.K. book unless it was also published in America uh, as well. Uh, but anyway, um, well, it must have been because it's Ninja Turtles and not Hero Turtles." So yeah, it was published in America.
1: Don't: Same even need art, Probably,
0: but yeah, they probably just yeah.
1: But anyway, continue.
2: All right, continue, Thomas. You haven't chosen an, an, uh, an example yet,
3: so you have to keep reading till you do. Are you having trouble, inquires the Porsche. I'm Jazz, one of the Autobots. I'd venture to say that your car has been immobilized by a null-filled... God. <laughs> Suddenly, the Porsche's doors and hood unfold as it undergoes an incredible transformation. Within a few moments, it is no longer a car that stands beside you, but a tall robot warrior armed with a powerful laser rifle. Jazz gestures at your uncle's car. I'm afraid I have to change my robot form to keep my circuits shielded from the null field. We'll have to go the rest of the way to the observatory on foot. Wait, does my uncle know who this is? <laughs> well, no, that, it seems like that's Jazz also talking. Yeah, it is, because it's all in the same clothes. Okay. So I guess he's just going to walk with them to the observatory for some reason. <laughs> Just How does he, he know we're on the, the way, way. way to the observatory? Exactly, he just forces way into the because it's the adventure. Uh-huh. They gave us a convenient excuse just there. Yeah. He, he, said that he has to change to his robot form. Otherwise the, the null fill will short circuit.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. If if that... okay. There's a reason.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to know what null fill, like, how do we know about that? And how did what happened? <laughs> All right. Continuing on the three of you set off towards the observatory. As you approach you see the slim figure of your aunt emerge and come hurrying towards you. Sue, your uncle calls out to her. This is Jazz, and he says he's a friend. Aunt Sue watches Jazz suspiciously, but then she smiles at you and ruffles your hair. I'm glad to see you're okay. Come on inside now. It will be getting dark soon. Sure enough, the sun is already dipping below the horizon. You can feel the chill of night of, of uh, sorry. You can feel the chill of night in the air. As you enter the observatory, Jazz suggests that you all go home, Go up to the dome. He is going to explain his mission to you. Man, he right, is I really guess, uh, just so forthcoming and just like... I guess, um, Charlie, you should probably read now and give
2: Thomas a break.
0: <laughs> Let's see. A spiral staircase leads up to the vast dome of the observatory. As you reach the top, the first thing you see is the telescope itself. It is vast, perhaps 15 meters long, surrounded by the computer-operated hydraulic supports that can direct it to any specified point in the heavens. Jazz turns to your uncle. Dr. Richards, can you tell me of any strains incident... Ah, Why am I getting all tongue-tied? Let me start over. (laughs) Jazz turns to your uncle. Dr. Richards... Can you tell me of any strange incidents that have occurred around here recently? Uncle Jack takes out his pipe. Well, the first thing was when we were observing the Farochi cluster late last night. There's a brilliant burst of light in the sky, and the instruments all went haywire for several minutes. A similar phenomenon occurred this morning, just as I was about to set off for the airport. And as you know, the ignition on my car failed on the way back here this afternoon. It is as I suspected, said Jazz solemnly, nodding his head. <laughs> all the evidence points to one of the deadliest Decepticons of them all. The name hangs in the air like a death knell.
2: Stars
1: scream.
2: He's the build-up. And then we have a picture of just... Weird side face hockey mask jazz, who looks more like Casey Jones from Ninja Turtles than he does jazz, but then yeah. has jazz body.
0: That yeah, and that just doesn't say jazz or or anything really. How <laughs> he barely has a
2: face, and then there's your uncle, but his pipe is like, how is he holding that in his mouth? Look where it's positioned. Even if it's on the other side of his mouth, the mouths don't go that far back based on that angle. Even though the face looks okay.
0: It looks fine to me. That's one of those like you know curved like Scotsman pipes or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's- ones that nobody in America uses anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, yeah. yeah, I it, that just looks weird. It's yeah. All
1: right,
2: so continue because it looks like we're finally making a decision.
0: Um, let's see. With night falling outside the dome, the three of you listen. Attentively, I'm getting a sorry shot. I'm having a bad night with these teas. Um, with night falling outside the dome, the three of you listen attentively as Jazz tells a story. The Transformers came originally from the planet Crypt- ah, Cybertron. <laughs> I said Krypton. <laughs> <laughs> One group of us, the Autobots, to which I belong, are peace-loving, and me no harm to the people of Earth. Lies. But the other group... Unless you're
2: cliff jumper, <laughs> Unless you're all of them.
0: But the other group, the evil Decepticons, delight only in conquest and destruction. Recently, while studying our ancient records, I discovered that a space pod containing many powerful weapons was launched from Cybertron when our planet passed too close to your own. This happened many millions of years ago, And the pod must have been drifting in orbit around your sun since then. Obviously, Starscream has also learned of these weapons and hopes to acquire them. Okay, so we have three choices here. So we we can ask Jazz for more information about Starscream. Or we can ask him why he thinks Starscream is involved in the observatory or interested in the observatory
2: or option Um, three thomas wants to ask jazz to describe another origin about the transformers
3: (laughs) oh my god so ivy i guess technically this is the same (laughs) origin well no they are retelling that story but luckily i guess this one has some some additional context added to it that is oh you know what? That would be awesome if there actually
2: was a choose your own adventure origin. But just build your own Cybertron, yeah, build your own origin story. Right. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not really sure about which one to choose. Uh, I kind of feel like we made a mistake now because if we had talked to our uncle, we would he would have been like, "Ah, oh, that's the same stuff that took out my car earlier," and and then, but this time since we kept it to ourselves car was mysteriously not starting.
3: Yeah, I feel like we missed out some detail with our previous choice. This time, they're being a little bit more blatant and saying, hey, you can ask for more information, or do you want to just proceed? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, these both look like they lead kind of the same way. It's like, it. both of these are just like, I, what's more information about Starscream? I am mean, I, a kid
2: you know. who has never read the Transformers. I'm going to ask about this evil Starscream. Okay. I don't know. What, what do you guys think?
0: I, that does seem like the way the author would want to lead kids. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: So with, I'm going to make my choice and just say, ask Jazz for more information about Starscream. But w- with the power of computers, I am able to cheat and see what the next page is.
2: <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs> Don't do it. Well, I know the page number and I know it's asking us to jump to two pages that are right next to each other. The previous choice. About? There's no page numbers on this one. Page twenty nine and page thirty. Oh, the URL. Okay. Yeah. Well, the previous choice had us jump to two pages that were next to each other. So I'm starting to think that this is going to be mostly straightforward unless you want these little side details added to the story. Oh. So, so I'm curious to see what happens if we ask him for more information.
2: Well, if we want to cheat fully later,
3: like <laughs> I haven't
2: mentioned this the last few times, but the TF wiki site actually breaks down to every choice in a paragraph so you can actually just see how they all connect without having to read them all. Alright, so... But, uh, I actually, as, as a person, I just want to see how they describe Starscream because it could be hilarious or actually good.
0: Oh yeah, that could be really, really funny. <laughs> yeah.
3: So Why don't you... is he, he going to make up a, a, a Cybertronian uh, name to call him something weird and made up? Yeah. So is that what we're doing with more about Starscream? I think we're all we all
2: three agreed on that. Yeah. yeah.
0: You want to read that one?
2: Yep. Starscream is one of the most powerful Decepticons and for sure cruelty. He has no equal. He can transform himself into a supersonic fire plane, and is armed with powerful cluster bombs and disruptive null rays. I am sure that the failure of electrical apparatus here yesterday was due to Star Scream's arrival. Since the equipment in the observatory jazz gestures at the winking banks of computer displays is now working perfectly, he has obviously set up his null field devices, pointing outward from this location. So that if the authorities get wind of what he's up to, any attack they launch will be immobilized before it gets here, says Uncle Jack. Oh, I should have put on some kind of twining accent. Just as your car was precisely. Now, pardon me, says Jazz. I must spend the next few minutes considering the possible ways in which Starscream may choose to act now. He bows his head, deep in thought. Jazz, suddenly says. Perhaps you would like to be entertained by some excellent earth music. Loud orchestral music blares from jazz's built-in speakers and echoes across the huge dome. Yee-haw! Turn it down, jazz! Orchestral music! What? (laughs) (laughs) Uncle Jack covers his ears. Aunt Sue does not seem to be bothered by the noise because she had to deal with you growing up. No, that's not what it says. Sorry, Jazz, says to you. I keep forgetting you Earth people can't tolerate the same level of noise that we Transformers can. My speakers can reach 180 decibels, you know. Why, here, take a look at my trading card, he remarks proudly. No, he doesn't do that. Just so long as nowhere nearby, when they do, says your uncle chuckling, suddenly everyone goes quiet. Capital Jazz stops the music. Strain your ears. You hear the sound of an aeroplane approaching the observatory.
0: Thanks for that pronunciation. (laughs)
3: 180 decibels. That would actually, that's louder than fireworks. That's louder than a gunshot.
0: That's in louder like, than an aeroplane. I'm sorry, I made
3: you all <laughs> deaf now for a few years. Well, apparently, Aunt Sue was already deaf, so she did nothing bothered her. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, those guys would have, like, temporary hair loss.
2: That's Star Scream, murmurs Jazz, listening to the drone of the aircraft's engine. But why is he coming in at subsonic speed? You think you can hear a second set of engines along with the first. Maybe he's going slowly so that his slower Decepticon can keep up, you suggest. Jazz nods slowly. Yeah, it all fits. You see, I noticed that your aunt has been behaving very strangely for an Earth person. You all look around to discover Aunt Sue holding a gun at you. Sue! exclaims Uncle Jack. She is under the control of Bombshell, another Decepticon says. Jazz! He must have attacked the observatory this afternoon when she was alone here and implanted one of his cerebral shells onto her head. He is viewing radio signals to tell her what to do. Put your weapons down, Autobot, Aunt Sue says dully, or I will shoot Jack. God, this is getting dark. Oh. (laughs) Like, I I don't think uh, uh, the cerebral shells would work on humans, but then, you know, what's his name? Uh, Sound waves mine stuff even worked on chip, even though it was supposed to only work on autobots, but whatever. And how painful is it when those things attach to you? Yeah. And aren't you supposed to have a giant black circle on your head? Nobody noticed that. Or is she wearing a hat? And then it just says, you have the deactivated null field device, or you do not have this device. And now I'm thinking that Thomas was correct. And this is just one continuous story with side stuff that always loops back to the main story, depending on what you did. So
3: so are you telling me we basically have to tell the truth? Because because <laughs> we, we, we have not picked up a device, but should we pretend that we have? No, there's no cheating in Transformers. Oh, my God. I feel
2: like this is a, a death sentence, though, if we, we have don't to, have the device. We have to but,
3: play this game book honorably. <laughs>
2: Oh, my God. I, oh I think. God. Uh, all right. So on to the next one. You do not have this device. Click.
0: We're going to tell the truth. OK. Yeah, all so
2: right. much for choosing an, your own future there. Uh, yeah,
3: exactly. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> except That's your why it's fate. called
2: That's... an adventure game book. You got to think and remember, write down the materials you've gotten from other side quest stories.
3: All right. I'll go ahead. There is a blinding pulse of light from Jazz, and everyone shields their eyes. Taking advantage of your aunt's confusion, Jazz steps forward and seizes her before she can pull the trigger. She struggles, but cannot get free of the Autobot's metallic grass. When he pushes her hair back, you see Bombshell's implant as a bump under the skin behind her ear. Ew, jeez. So it, like, drilled into her, like... (laughs) Wow.
0: Yuck. Okay. (laughs) That's a little graphic for a kid's novel.
3: Yeah. Using a narrow laser beam from his rifle as deftly as a surgeon might use a scalpel, Jazz removes the cerebral shell and crushes it underfoot. Sue staggers over to your uncle. Thank goodness I'm rid of that ghastly device. I've been under Bombshell's control for hours. If not for Jazz, I might have killed you all. Outside, the scream of Starscream's jets build before cutting out. You can now hear only the low hum of Bombshell's engines approaching
0: a minute, she was still conscious while under the state of control from Bobshell. Yeah. She can remember enough that she almost killed everybody.
3: <laughs> Dude, Bobshell, because when when he when the Insecticons were first introduced, they were doing some stuff that just seemed kind of like mm-hmm. twisted compared relative to like what we've seen and stuff. And like for them to be continuing this in his books, so I'm like, well, really? I guess that's the opportunity for the writers to kind of like <laughs> push the boundaries of censorship laws or whatever. <laughs> All right, continuing on. Starscream's gone to supersonic speed, realizes Jazz. Everyone, get down. As you throw yourselves to the floor, one side of the dome explodes into fragments of stone and twists <laughs> still. steel. Through the broken gap, you can see the starry night sky. A powerful fighter plane sweeps in and drops towards the floor of the dome transforming into the forbidding figure of Starscream. A loud rumbling in the sky follows him like a thunderclap. Because of his supersonic velocity, he got here before the sound of his jets did. A horrible blue shape hangs in the air above the dome and then starts to descend. It looks like a giant insect. Bombshell prefers to remain in his insecticon form for now. He knows that it frightens you. <laughs> <laughs> uh and continuing on while bombshell keeps an eye on the four of you starscream marches over to the telescope and starts to swing it across the heavens as i'm sure you've guessed jazz he says with a note of triumph in his tinny voice i'm looking for the weapons pod from cybertron aha there it is floating close to the asteroid belt he takes out a small metal sphere It starts to bleat when he presses a stud on the outside, or on the side. This is a homing beacon, which will call the pod down to Earth. What? Why'd you need to look through the telescope if you could just call it toward you whenever you wanted? Yeah. Go figure. It will fall with the destructive power of a meteorite, of course. So Bombshell and I shall watch it from a safe distance. What shall we do with the humans, Master? Says Bombshell in a creepy humming voice. They shall be our slaves. As for Jazz, assume your normal form, Bombshell, and destroy him. Now we have two choices. You have the cerebral shell that was controlling your aunt. You do not have that device.
2: And we just took it 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 off
3: of her, so we do have the device. So it
2: just
0: got excised from under the skin, and it's all...
2: Are we going to stick it on Bombshell so that he controls himself?
0: It's all gory and slimy, but we decided to keep it.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I guess. Yeah. Uh, no, he
0: he crushed it. He Didn't he step on it? He he cut it out with right. the laser and then he what? stepped on it.
3: He uh, did. Oh, crushed
2: it underfoot.
3: Yep. Yeah, but so, we have it. No, we don't. Uh, we, we, have a, the, we have the destroyed remains.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that still counts.
3: No, it There's, doesn't. It.
2: They're
0: kind of gory. I don't know if I want to pick I up. I time that would
3: be the same minions. thing. Well, one, okay, I'm I'm going to vote that we do not have the device because one, it was destroyed. Two, it wouldn't make any sense to use it because either they use it on Bombshell, he's not going to control himself, and then two, <laughs> they use it on Starscream. Starscream, well, well, Bombshell would probably just let him be. And yeah, and it did say he crushed
2: it underfoot. So I I guess.
0: What if we lie? What if we say I'm, we do have it?
2: <laughs> what if I, don't we, know. Like, I mean, if I am we, curious. We to see and I feel, if we're
0: like, oh, sh- it got crushed. That's right.
2: I don't understand why they ask us that. Like, why they forced us to crush it? We didn't get to choose. If this was an option, it should have said, do you decide to destroy the vice or keep it? And it didn't give us any of those options. Okay, so what's your choice? <sighs>
0: Well, we could go to page 39 if we say we have it. Go to page 41 if we say we don't have it, which sounds like it's advancing farther. So I guess
2: we don't have it. It's destroyed. Oh, they're two pages apart this time. Uh Are we voting don't have?
3: I I, I guess I'll just say don't have because it was crushed. You know what? I was going to say don't have, but now I want to see what do they intend to do with it? Hmm. Wow. Do you because, want to know
0: that bad or do you want to see what sure happens if we
3: don't have anything? Like, I want to we know. Done? Well, because we didn't have the <laughs> other thing and it, it it just worked out just fine. So, yeah. So I, I want to see what happens if we say we have it.
0: Oh, God.
3: <laughs> it's like, what are they going to do with it? Like, are, are they going to use it on Bombshell or Starscream? Uh, Char- uh, Charlie, what do you think? You're the deciding
2: vote.
0: We could just bookmark this page and like come back to it and see what happens if you don't have anything.
2: (laughs) Okay. All right. So I guess you guys are going with we have it, right?
0: Yeah, we're gonna lie to ourselves. It's right there on the
2: floor. (laughs) All right, we're gonna be
0: scrape that thing up and we're gonna use it.
3: Lie to ourselves in in bits and pieces. All right, you have the cerebral shell that was controlling your aunt.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. Bombshell takes little notice of you humans. All his attention is on Jazz. As he transforms into his robot form, you throw the cerebral shell so that lodges onto the armor at the back of his neck. Take care, Starscream warns. The human threw something at you. Bombshell would rather fight humans than the powerful Jazz. He turns towards you. Humans are no problem, he snarls. I can make them my puppets with the cerebral shells. He activates his controlling signal. Oh, jeez. Having primed his cerebral shells, Bombshell lurches towards you. He intends to inject his devices into your heads and turn you into his slaves. But the cerebral shell which you threw at him is also activated now. It starts to give off confusing messages. The effect is like a feedback on a stereo system, and Bombshell starts to wave his arms wildly. Jazz adds to the insecticons' troubles with the steady bursts of high frequency noise from his speakers. Terrified, Bombshell turns back into his insect form and scuttles away.
1: Yeah, we well, that's a it. funny
0: mental image, but why did they draw whatever this
2: is? I why know, I don't understand is what happened. Is that?
3: looks like jazz is crushing something in his hands arm out with nothing in it and it's just bombshell blasting off in the backdrop is just rubble that's still falling to pieces i guess
0: something something got crushed and it's like god that's about it charlie
3: continue (laughs) i just
2: saw the next page and what the decisions are to come
0: (laughs) okay starscream glances up at the sky following his gaze you see a tiny pinprick of light it must be the weapons pod entering the Earth's atmosphere. Jazz starts to bring his flamethrower to bear on the two Decepticons. But before he can do so, Starscream unleashes, unleashes a concussive, ah, concussive blast, which stuns him. Farewell, humans, rages Starscream as he begins to resume his aircraft form. I must depart before the weapons pod smashes this place to rebel. His mechanical laughter is drowned out by the roar as his jets ignite. You look to Jazz, but he is still too groggy to act. Starscream's homing beacon, which is attracting the falling weapons pod straight toward it, lies on the floor besides the telescope. Okay, so you have two choices. We need to either get the homing beacon and hurl it at Starscream. That's a good idea. Or you can put it in your pocket because that I makes wanna, a I wanna whole chuck it. lot of
2: sense. I want to chuck it at god. Starscream and then he just flies away and goes wait, why is this coming closer? Oh oh god! Kaboom! And just blows him up.
3: Or or we can put it in our pocket and we can have that same scenario play out on top of us. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He's the second hook where Starscream gets killed. He's not going to die. Starscream's invincible. But let's do it. I want to chuck the homing beacon. Okay. I know I, my vote is to put it in our pocket. I cannot bring myself to actually go through the act of harming Starscream. That will oh never happen.
0: <laughs> I vote to not put it in my pocket. I, All right, cool. I, I value my Murderers. non existent
2: Murderers.
0: cartoon nets. <laughs> oh, the picture
2: is so weak anyway. But I got to read and see what actually happens. Oh, the carnage. You run across to the flashing beacon snatch it up, and throw it. Luck is with you. The beacon drops into the air intake as one of Starscream's jets and catches fire. To the overconfident Decepticon, you are too insignificant to matter, even though he said to watch out for humans earlier like he was intelligent. And so he fails to notice what you have done. With a thundering roar, Starscream speeds up away from the dome. The weapon's pod is descending fast, and it swerves in the air to follow him. Starscream does not realize that this is because the beacon is lodged inside his jet, and he is too astonished to dodge. The heavy pod smashes through the starboard wing like a shooting star. Thick, black clouds of bellow from Starscream's broken wing. Ugh. A normal plane would drop from the sky, but he is a master of flying and somehow manages to glide away. Yay, he survived. Wow. Jazz steps towards Bombshell, who is now recovered. It seems that your evil master is running away, laughs the Autobot as he raises his flamethrower. Are you prepared to continue our battle alone, Insecticon? Bombshell's eyes sparkle with alarm. He has no wish to stay and fight Jazz on his own, as he's previously mentioned was the powerful Jazz. So he rapidly soars aloft and speeds off behind his damaged master. I thought he flew away already. He fl- he's flying off again?
3: Oh, yeah, that's right.
2: Oh, well, there's one of those hiccups in the
1: Choose Your
3: Own Adventure. Well, then the other one is like, okay, the pod crashes through Hold on, we're not done yet. We got one final page. Starscream's evil plan
2: has been thwarted, and your uncle and aunt are safe. Though the dome was shattered when Starscream blasted his way through it, the damage can be repaired. Fortunately, the priceless telescope is not even scratched. Though it is late, your aunt and uncle insist on making Jazz a on asking Jazz a stream of questions about his home world, how he and the Transformers came to Earth. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Tell us your origin story again. <laughs> to read this origin story, please read pages 70 through 85. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh my! God. The strange technology they possess. You are almost overcome with wonder at Jazz's incredible tales. When he finally leaves, it is almost done. <laughs> they can just oh, condense it in long. all two sentences.
0: God, oh, that's what it is. That's the best ending ever.
2: (laughs) After saying goodbye to your friend, you stand with your uncle and aunt watching him drive away along the lonely mountain road. You know that he and his companions will continue the struggle against the evil Decepticons. And if, as you hope, they ever win that struggle, a small step on the way to that victory will have been won with your help. The end.
1: And All right. your
0: aunt and uncle take the whole story to the press. They get rich and live happily ever. So you ever.
2: want to see what happens if we just keep it in our pocket and no, try to suicide no, ourselves? No,
3: no. Yeah, I, let's do no. it. I what want I'm, to see what happens. What happen. I want to know is what happened here because we just saw on the previous page the pods crashed through Starstream's wing and was still intact and it was still yes. hurling towards Earth. So if it hit the planet, it's going to cause a big explosion. What? I mean, is it gonna continue flying after Starscream or is it just gonna keep going straight down? That was Jazz's nope.
2: problem. We helped save the day already. We don't we don't need to think anymore. Plot holes.
0: Swing <laughs> broke the fall, it's it's mostly destroyed, just bits of the thing will fall down. So I think we're good. <laughs> All right.
3: So looking at um putting the beacon into our pocket, it says You slip the flashing beacon into your pocket as Starscream roars up away from the dome. Bombshell has also recovered now, and he quickly flies after his master. Again. Your uncle and aunt are standing around, dazed with shock, as Jazz searches frantically for something amid the debris. (laughs) Tell Jazz you have the homing beacon. let's keep keep quiet quiet about about
2: it it. learned what happened when we kept quiet we did the wrong thing okay remember our uncle would have known what that shooting star was we wouldn't have turned the car on and been you know what happened instead you know we should learn from our mistakes
3: they're basically giving us a chance to like um redeem ourselves well they we we decided to put the beacon in our pocket then now they're basically like are you sure you want to do that (laughs) <laughs> so I think I think if we tell Jazz, then Jazz is going to throw it onto Starscream's intake.
2: <laughs> also, why was Jazz dazed in our final picture, which allowed us to throw the homing beacon at Starscream? Because previously he just amplified his speakers, unless he, did he blow his own ears out with how loud his speakers were?
3: Oh, like no, 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 his aunt and uncle are around days.
2: No, no, I'm saying on the story we already read that had the end on it, when that last chapter ended, it said, Jazz is still groggy. And I was like, from what? Oh, it's right here. Before you put it in your pocket, it says, he's too groggy to act. And I'm like, why is he groggy?
0: That was from Starscream.
2: Star Star shot him. He, he hit him with a concussive blast. Oh, oh yeah. I don't remember blast. him being
3: shot at all because he just like told Bombshell to do everything. Oh, okay. The speakers yeah. messed up Bombshell. And then Jazz was trying to do something to. He was trying to use his flamethrower, but then mm-hmm. Starscream shot him first. High frequency noise from his speakers. So he went away. And that was for Bombshell. So then Bombshell flew away. <laughs> but I guess he didn't fly far because then he decided to fly away a second time.
2: Yeah, because he just now tries to use his flamethrower on them. and then Oh, his blast. Out. Okay, I don't know why I missed that. Okay, so we put it in our pocket. I think keep quiet about it is... Oh my god, you should just read
3: that, Thomas.
0: Yeah.
3: Keep quiet about it? Yeah, click on it.
0: <laughs> it it's the end. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Too bad you don't mention that you have the homing beacon, because that is exactly what Jazz is so anxious to find. The descending weapons pod is hitting straight towards it. It will hit the ground exactly where you are standing, and the impact will destroy the observatory. To say nothing of its human occupants. That's that we close the book on this dreadful scene, for this is the end. (laughs) I love it.
2: This book is not afraid to make
3: you do dumb decisions. Uh. (laughs) What a shame. It's too much to look upon. Let's just turn around and act like we don't know what happened.
2: (laughs) Uh, Uh, Can Jazz
3: even do anything with the homing beacon, though?
2: Or is it just he becomes the hero and then you get like a mediocre ending where it's like, well, Jazz saved
3: the day and you did nothing to contribute. So, okay, with Jazz getting the beacon, Jazz holds out his hand quickly. Give it to me. You hand him the flashing beacon. The weapon's pod, which is now visible like a comet in the night sky, is falling straight towards it. Jazz smashes the beacon in the palm of his still-shot hand. With his homing beacon destroyed, the falling weapon's pod spins out of control and screeches overhead. I estimate it will come down in the Pacific Ocean, a fitting place for those deadly weapons. For Starscream, Scream will never find them there. Well, that's, they live in the ocean. Like, I mean, they know how to get around the ocean. <laughs> And two, he is so lucky that it just happened to conveniently land in the ocean and not anywhere on, on, the, on the ground. <laughs>
2: if he destroyed it, it should have continued on its predetermined path, which was the observatory. Yep. So he should have gone somewhere like in the open field and then destroyed it so that nobody could alter its course. Like, I don't know how it just fizzes out. Like, and goes,
3: brruh, brruh. oh, man, I don't know where to go now.
0: Hey, is this the same page you went to before like no in- it's, it's the there. second
3: two the second two paragraphs on the end of this path are the same but there's the first paragraph is different says oh okay starscream's evil plan has been thwarted and your uncle and aunt are safe though the dome was shattered when starscream blasted his way through it the damage can be repaired oh sorry i guess this is, exactly it is the, the whole same. thing yeah it's right. the same three paragraphs
0: yeah, and then they, uh, they asked for a, a recap of, of Jazz's
2: home
1: world and the, the whole yeah. Transformers Why don't... Story. Okay,
2: I th- I think that's a missed opportunity. They should have had you... They should have had a third option. Like, I know there's always two, but they should have had you destroy the homing beacon as an option and also tell Jazz. Because then it would have been funny that Jazz just does the same thing that you could have done and saves it anyway.
3: That would have been so hilarious. Oh well, I, if you, so, I'm typing in numbers to see what other pages there are. There are some that don't exist, but page sixty-six has a lot of stuff going on. Oh, <laughs> yeah. cool.
1: apparently
3: we missed
2: a whole opening subplot. If we tell our uncle about the oh yeah, if we I tell our about uncle that. about the light, he says, "Oh, well, I got to go somewhere. You stay here." You can either wait or sneak to the observatory, which gets you here with no items whatsoever, I'm assuming. Or you can just try to keep waiting, try to talk to the owner, which sounds like a lot
3: of busy work. Well, spoilers.
2: you can without your uncle,
3: apparently. Spoilers. Uh, your aunt and uncle get captured, and Bomb Cell is guarding them, and you sneak oh. into the observatory. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. So I guess Starscream's there with the telescope trying to find the pod. Bombshell has the uh, the two parents.
0: We miss some characters. Olaf, the big man who runs the petrol station.
2: <laughs> oh man! And both times, your your uncle and Jazz are like, "Stay here. We'll investigate." And you can you can stay put or come anyway. Both those times, like, I don't need no adult tell me what to do. I don't need no robotic transformer tell me what to do. I wonder if you stay put if you die. Oh, well, you it, get to a
0: strange car if you stay put.
3: <laughs>
0: uh, let's see. Uh, let's but see. it's just... page
3: page 48 has bombshell and starscream chasing after the terrified looking parents <laughs> or what? the aunt and uncle. Why is that? Oh well, it's the picture. There's a picture on it this time. I'll post mm-hmm. the link in general.
0: Well you actually get to ride inside oh my of God, yeah. you get to ride inside of jazz on page seven if you told your uncle. Instead of walking up to the observatory.
2: And apparently if you just go with jazz, it goes right back to where we entered and read everything. Just you could have find an extra item in the car that your dad had while you were just looking around, which is that item that we didn't have. Apparently you can find a way to stop the null ray device.
0: You get an actual null-ray device. Yeah, null device,
2: somehow. So oh, I don't know how you're supposed weird. to get the Cerebro shell, though, because it was smashed. So how are you supposed to get it without it being smashed?
0: Maybe if he took a different arc, he would have not, like...
3: Yeah, it seems it like something. this other arc, Bombshell doesn't use it at all, because their parents are just running away, so it looks like they were never controlled. But I do like how... <laughs> The kid and Jazz are together and the kid one of the choices gives the kid the option to tell Jazz to let's just leave. <laughs> <And> <laughs> what? Jazz says it says Jazz dislikes the idea of running away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, and so no. it just tells you to go to the new page anyway. It says Jazz dislikes the idea of running away, but he knows that it is wise to get himself repaired before taking on his enemies. With this motor purring quietly, he starts to reverse down the road away from the observatory. So he does try to <laughs> run away. Unfortunately, Bombshell is alert and notices you, yelling out to Warm Star. Scream! He leaps into the air and transforms to become a hideous blue beetle. Tia. Oh. <laughs> I moments I was later, and yellow. Moments later, he is okay. speeding after you in hot pursuit. Yeah, isn't he purple? Yeah, purple and yellow.
2: All of them are. That's funny. But it's black and white, so, you know, can't tell.
3: What, is there more story happening? Is that what you're about to say? Sorry. Oh, wow. There, that leads right to a choice. Jazz should try to outrun him or get Jazz to stop right now. I clicked on Jazz should try to outrun him. Up in the air, Bombshell easily overtakes the Porsche. He swings like a blue-black angel of death in a <laughs> lights on a crag. As he switches to robot form, a powerful mortar tilts from his head. Jazz breaks wildly, but he is too late. An explosive shell spits from the Decepticon's deadly mortar. And for you and Jazz, this is the end. <laughs> I'm on <laughs> a page. page bombshell the bombshell kills a kid.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. On page 11, you can tell Jazz to just blindly blast a boulder mm-hmm. with his photon rifle. Or you can wait to see who or what is behind the boulder. <laughs> yeah. Let's see who is behind the boulder. Is it Uncle Jack?
1: <laughs> so
2: if we kept choosing to say we had no Cerebro shell, had no items whatsoever, Bombshell approaches Jazz and Starscream doesn't join. He's like, will you not assist me mighty Starscream? And he's like, bah, are you afraid of Jazz? He is hardly the strongest of the Autobots. Even wow. though Bombshell called him the mighty Autobot Jazz in one of the other st- <laughs> choose, choose places.
0: Uncle Jack was behind the boulder, by the way. <laughs>
2: But uh, apparently you pin Bombshell to the floor with the telescope itself by unscrewing it or pressing a button on the panel to do that. And it just leads right back to the same options of putting the homing beacon on Starscream or putting it in your pocket. So it didn't lead anywhere different. It loops back around if you don't have anything to what we've already read first.
0: Your husband is not badly damaged, ma'am. Just a slight accident. (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh wow. that's why um if we had the null field yeah we can nullify the cerebro shell so then they can take it out and he doesn't have to destroy it because it's already not active so there's no need to destroy it and then it loops back around to the same stuff that leads to the option of that but apparently there's all this other pages that i didn't know about like the one you told me about them racing. You know, I, I'm sneaking in and seeing them together sounds like a like a whole different series of story choices.
0: There's even a picture of Jazz carrying your, the lifeless Uncle Jack around. What? <laughs> yes, he's been unconscious for three pages.
2: We've only read maybe less than half. There's so much more like alternate takes of this still. Somehow, like when you go by yourself to the observatory with Jazz, and then when you. Sneak up there by yourself. It leads to like two separate things that also potentially loop back to themselves as well.
0: It looks like with this story too, you get to either or use Jazz as the hero, or mm-hmm. be the hero yourself if you um, choose to make right the right
2: audience. decisions. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna see how there. There's only five endings. We we read one and we read two, the bad ending, and the third was the bad ending. Oh, I don't know what the. There's only three endings. Never mind. That can't be right, right? I guess there's only three endings. That's weird. I guess it just keeps looping back because of all the items you collect.
0: That one path did take us to the same ending again. So. Oh my
2: God! Go to page thirty to look at the artist rendition of Starscream. Page thirty. This is if we decide to ask why he wants the observatory. His face is kind of hilarious. Like, he just looked at the figure and drew it black oh my and God. white. Does he not have... Uh, <laughs> he doesn't have hands or something? I see one hand. Where's the wow. other? Oh, yeah, the other one's a gun. Yeah. That must is be that his genre.
0: That's drawn from an action figure, isn't it?
2: Yeah, that just loops back around to itself, too. So, yeah. <laughs> On this
3: page... Oh, my God. What's Mega, wrong? Megatron's name is two words it's mega tron <laughs> as the leader of the evil forces That's we can't funny. speak the name decepticon they're just the evil forces
2: okay so if you go up with jazz by yourself you have to go on foot and he tells you to wait there it looks like it just keeps going all over the place oh my god it just loops back to us with information for the items so yeah there is only three endings there's the good ending and then the two bad endings and then there's that boulder thing
3: you well, were Well, no, there were, there were two good endings. Well, I guess one of the endings was used twice. Then we yeah. saw two
2: specific bad endings. Oh, so you know what that was? It tells you to go to page whatever, and so both of them lead to the same, the end page. That's what happened. Yeah. There might be multiple ways to get to that bad ending other than the two. Why are we throwing a rock to the smash? Oh my God, it just loops back again to the same stuff. Yeah, so this really, a lot of it keeps looping back unlike the more traditional choose-your-own-adventure books that we're used to. I do kind of like how it, it does have three items you can collect during alternate ways that you can use, but even if you don't have any of them, you can still get the good ending. Do you guys think that's a good thing that you can still get the good ending even if you don't collect them all? Or should you only get the good ending if you had collected one or two of those items?
0: It gives you a reason to go back and read it again. If you find out... I mean, I guess they told you somewhere you're supposed to c- try to collect all three blah blah blahs. If you're a yeah, completionist, you'll go back and be like, uh, how do I do this? Yeah, because sometimes,
3: the- sometimes you play a video game and you only go so far and you don't do all the side quests, but then you decide to play it in and get
0: 100%. Yep.
2: Yeah. Oh my god, if you... is. If you left to go to the observatory, you try to point a gun? Where'd you get a gun, human? Human kid?
0: Uncle Jack has a gun at one point.
2: (laughs) Oh, okay. I don't know why. Okay, Uncle Jack points it at the Transformer. Jazz points his giant missile at the fleshy human. So, yeah. But no, it's interesting because this book actually does help you figure out how different things work and like loop back into itself. So it actually seems pretty well put together because usually two journey adventures can start going off on multiple tangents and become shorter stories. And you don't know what your actions actually did. Like, obviously there's a few things. Like if you go on foot to the observatory, it's the same story happening, but it took you so long to get there. Starscream and bombshell are there already because if you had gone with jazz or your uncle, you would have been there by now. So the same story is still happening throughout the entire book, and it's actually being affected your decisions based on time and the items you get and things like that. Sometimes in Choose Your Own Adventures, you'll be like, you get two options, and completely different plots will happen even if you choose those two directions. But this one was the same plot and just different ways. So I kind of like this one. It's a lot different, but it seems like really... A good choose your own adventure for like early choose your own adventure readers.
3: What did you think yeah. of this, Thomas? Um, it was fine. I do appreciate that you know. Well, I guess I I guess I was gonna say I appreciate that they kind of told the story without having to get Megatron or Optimus involved. But I guess we have read stories like that before where it wasn't about you know the expected figures. You know, Bombshell has been. I feel like there was at least one other book we've read with Bombshell in it. And Starscream's been in multiple. Jazz, I think, has been in multiple as well. So. Yeah,
2: but he's not really been too much of a main character a lot. I kind of no. liked that it was just one good guy, one bad guy, because that rarely happens. I mean, granted, Bombshell is here too. I'm wondering if the other UK books are like this, if they just focus on one or two characters because you, the human, are going on an adventure with them.
0: Make it easier to write the story, I think. Because... um. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of confusion between which Transformers were doing what Mm -hmm. kind of strange that he was all by himself. This is kind of a lonely Transformers adventure. It felt like Jazz was just out in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) There was no (laughs) one around (laughs) to help him. And there's Insecticons and Decepticons attacking him. But yeah, where are all of his buddies? Where's Bumblebee? Anybody?
2: That's funny. I kind of hope the other ones are less. I kind of like this, too, like. Maybe this, the format doesn't have to be the same, but I do want to see more of just like one to two Transformers because all of them always do include a ton of them. Who is this text referring to? <laughs> and all that stuff.
0: I guess they didn't make any excuses for the other Transformers, but that would have been funny if <laughs> they would have said, oh, they're on vacation or something. So I've seen <laughs> that happen in other other things before.
2: <laughs> That's hilarious. There are four other adventure book, adventure game books of this type for this. That'd be interesting to see the other one because one follows Grimlock and the other follows Beachcomber.
0: Oh God, Grimlock!
2: And then the other one actually looks like it's Optimus versus Megatron, so that one could actually be really interesting.
0: Is Grimlock like mishmash the whole time? <laughs> Do they just like? <laughs> is there any dialogue
2: or? <laughs> or actually, no. There's five. I think there's five more left, but one of them looks like it's a season three book, and you're visiting Disneyland in California. While looking for a hot dog stand, I guess you encounter the Grimlock and other dinosaurs because they break into Disney World or something. Disneyland. I don't know how they get away with using Disneyland in this, but apparently they can do that. So maybe we'll have to look at that one soon. Because <laughs> that one looks hilarious. Assuming it's available as of the scan somewhere.
0: I think I found the action figure, the funny scar- Starscream is based on.
1: <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. It's I uploaded it to general if you want to look at it, but you could kind of see the similarities between just the pieces of the action figure and the drawing because it has, well, it has mm-hmm. a gun on the opposite side that we see on the, the action figure, but... But otherwise, yeah, a lot of the parts and even the screw in the middle <laughs>
3: is <there. laughs> The so, large intakes I, on the side of his head. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: yeah.
2: The others aren't scanned, uh, so we would have to order them ourselves and scan them ourselves. Look for them on eBay if we wanted to do that. But anyway, Charlie, so what did you think of it overall?
0: That one was pretty fun. I enjoyed it. Weird that it just had jazz as the main character, but it it worked. It it had a, the adventure had all all the elements of you know trying to save the day that it should have had. So it was pretty good.
2: I also like it gives you some stupid decisions like just keep it in your pocket and <laughs> and die. Don't tell
0: anyone. I love that
2: one. <laughs> it's like giving giving you a chance to not tell again, and you're just like. Nope. Not going to tell again. Dead. Any final thoughts,
3: Thomas? Uh, no, not any more than that. But yeah, I do agree that I like that. <laughs> There's like several opportunities for you to just purposely just like get yourself in trouble
2: or killed. And most of the time they'll give you a chance to get out, but not when you make that stupid decision.
0: The frustrations weren't very exciting, but um, yeah. the, the, the dialogue painted the picture of it pretty well, so it's like you just imagine
2: the story. The cover is actually pretty interesting. You definitely have Jazz being exactly like he is as an action figure, though. Yeah. I mean, he still looks not so figure You can tell there's a little bit more to it, but it's still really action figure-heavy. But it it tells you what's going to happen. There's an observatory, Starscream's blowing it up with missiles, it's on fire. So, you know, interesting cover. But yeah, so that was Peril from the Stars. We hope you've enjoyed our version
1: of how events played out. Sign off, this is Sean. Charlie. And Thomas. Good night.